Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary For the higher achievers and people who inspire me First they didn't believe us cause they follow society Now they looking to see us cause they truly admire me Oh, better keep your eyes on me Oh, everybody crowd on me Oh, cause I'm a young prodigy Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diaries of the High Achievers podcast. I'm your boy, your host, Corey Singleton, alongside Alicia Parker-Smith. What's going on, Ops? Hello, my friends and my rays of sunshine. Corey, how are you doing? Wow, you just went straight to me, huh? Um, Man, you know, I'm feeling very, very anxious, right? I think I told you this before, but, like, I'm getting addicted to, like, doing these podcasts, you know, and... It, anybody's listening to this and you have a friend man look y'all might as well just go ahead and just do a podcast like it is this is really really fun for real for real um but no it's it's very therapeutic in the process but at the same time like you're not venting but you're still connecting and creating value uh which i enjoy you know um for me i like it i like it a lot but overall i'm feeling pretty pretty well today how you feeling i am feeling thoughtful you know one thing i've been thinking about recently is how can I be more others focused in the things that I do? And don't get me wrong. There are seasons where you just have to focus on you. You know, maybe your tank is low or you just, you know, you just have to work on your self-care, whatever the case may be. But once you're in a better place, once your tank is full, once you're able to have energy and love and and things to share with others, you know, I feel like I'm getting back to that place, which is very beautiful because I missed being there. But yeah, I'm feeling very thoughtful. Like, how can I think of others, include others, uh, just show other people that I appreciate them and thinking about them and things of that nature. So. Yeah, now I have a, I have a question going off that. Yeah, what's up? How, right? Like, how do you develop the consistency or the the heart of wanting to stay thoughtful and stay others focused for you. You know, I'm a very task oriented person. Naturally, I feel like most people listening to this podcast probably are. To be real, um, I add it to my affirmations, so I'm consciously thinking about it. So this is something I want to improve and get better in. So I'm putting myself, I'm setting myself up to be able to do so. One by adding to my affirmations. I have things on my wall, by my computer, when I'm working, um, you know, making time in my schedule as I do my weekly schedule and planning and things of that nature. So it's a conscious effort um, because it's something, you know, I was, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to start doing better at. No, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Affirmations is key, man. You know, I really didn't know what affirmations was until probably like two, like two, three years ago. Like I naturally just had like a uplifting self-talk about myself but yeah I didn't know affirmations were wow that's actually pretty crazy because I know a lot of people have very negative self-talk and our self-talk by default for most people is very negative I know it can be that way for me so it's been a very conscious effort for myself and I know a lot of other people to be kind to yourself in the way you talk to yourself be encouraging to yourself and to train your brain to have nice positive affirming thoughts about yourself 
No, that's, that's funny. That's funny that you say that, right? Like, for me, I grew up a fat kid. You know, like, I was chubby. You know, I had, I had all the rolls like the bakery. Um, but for me, like, even to this day, man, I still be body shaming myself. Because, like, I have the body trauma of, like, not wanting to be what I used to be growing up. And, uh, no, it's pretty crazy. Like, the only time I'm not nice to myself are the times that I don't have, like, a positive self-talk is in the gym. Like, for me to really, like, go the extra mile and really push myself, like, I, I say things I wouldn't say to the person next to me. Um, but that's, like, how I talk to myself. But, <laughs> I don't know, it's very, very, very interesting. But, uh, you know, in some situations, you know, you definitely got to talk to yourself a certain way to, you know, get driven results like that. So, I do have a question, too, again. Um, you, what is that thing that you do for act for fun? You climb curtains? <laughs> Corey, I really need you to stop throwing all this shade. <laughs> I do not climb curtains. It's called Aerial Silk. It is a amazing, phenomenal workout. It is great if you want to like practice body positivity. It is great if you want to tone your muscles, work on flexibility, work on performing skills, your personal, like your confidence, self-image, and it's an art form. It is an art form that can be very dangerous too. I feel like, you know, people don't talk about that, but it's it's one of the coolest things I do right now. I love it. I enjoy it. I think everyone should try it. Yeah. So like whenever you're climbing and you're flipping and turning and holding yourself up by this fabric... Uh, to say the least, like, are do you have like a positive self talk? Like, like, do not let go. Like, like, what are you saying to yourself when you're probably like twelve feet in the air and it's just you hanging off the curtain? <laughs> it's not a curtain, man. Um, <laughs> my self talk is not more like don't let go. It's more like pushing myself to do more. So, like, okay, you're this high, but you can you can climb a little bit higher. You know, you can stay in this particular pose a little bit longer and you know even though your legs are shaking you can you can do this a little bit longer you can you can be in this inversion a little bit longer you can control your abs better so it's more like pushing myself like I know you can do more so let's do more but with that I'm not like reckless like I still listen to my body there are some days where like you know one thing with inversions if I do inversions too much I literally feel like I'm gonna throw up so like some days I listen to I have to listen to my body. If I feel like I'm going to get sick, I stop doing it. But if I'm in a good place and I know like it's just me trying to do a cop out because you know like that inner voice in your head that's always seeking comfort and wanting the comfortable way out. When it's that case, I'm like, no, sis, go harder. You can you are capable of doing more, so you're going to do more. And that's how I talk to myself. Yeah, so let me stop playing, man, because I'm going to tell you all the truth. Corey will never in his life do this. So if you don't know what she's talking about, please go YouTube it because I do respect it. And I know I'll just be talking. It's it's legit. It is super legit. So OPS, I got to give her a hard time. But uh, let's get into a podcast today. All right. So back to the podcast episode. This is going to be a fun conversation. Corey and I are going to be talking about the five C's to avoid mediocrity. And this is going to be fun because we're talking to an audience of high achievers, right? We're talking to an audience of people who know how to get it done, who don't like mediocrity, don't like being comfortable, don't like taking the easy way out, um, doesn't listen to that inner voice that wants to take the easy way out. 
but I feel like this episode is going to be very helpful and honing in some mindset just to tweak and um, do like a maintenance check on where you're at. And some, cause sometimes we can kind of start falling into this lull and not even realize it because it's happening subconsciously. But I think this episode is going to be really helpful for like that maintenance check, that mental maintenance check that we all need at times. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to Corey to get us started. Yeah, not for sure. I mean, with these five C's, it's nothing that you guys haven't already heard, you know, but uh, for me, uh, I like to go back to the fundamentals of things, you know, rewire that and kind of give that a tune up time to time. But, you know, it was so crazy, though. It's so crazy, man. Society conforms us to stay average. But we all know if you're listening to this, you even know that we're not built for being average, right? Like God gave everybody strengths and gifts to really help and inspire other people to even, you know, for us to get to the next level. But the question lies, how do you stay aligned with yourself if you feel like everything around you wants to dim your light? That is a tough question, right? But for me, it goes back to the fundamentals, to the basics, right? So number first C, we're going to dive into it. It's going to be your circumstances, right? Creating, I think, honestly, probably the most two beautiful things that we have as humans is perspective and a choice. Perspective, choice, and free will, that willpower. Like that is like the top three beautiful things I just admire so much about life. Wow. That was good. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it's, that's just how I view, you know, that's what I appreciate the most. Um, you know, whenever I, I see things differently, it's that perspective, that eye for things, like even try, even showing empathy, um, you know, trying to understand how does this person feel, you know, what are they going through, right? Um, but yeah, having a choice, having a choice is, I think, a, you know, when you look at it from the grand, the grand scheme of things, that's a powerful thing. Um, and just that free will, right, to make things happen, to make, to decide to make things happen. So for me, you know, when it comes down to my circumstances, looking back to where I am today, um, man, like it's, you know, it's, it's a blessing for me, like for real, for real, like growing up with a single parent, I know, you know, there might be someone who can relate, you know, and that father figure might not be, be there in their life. You know, that was me. My father passed away when I was nine years old. And of course, you know, you had the, the, the coaches trying to, you know, be that father figure with that positive influence, but nothing can replace your dad. You know, like if you know, you know, um, but for me, you know, being where I am today, and having a positive perspective, because I for sure was going down the wrong path in life. I probably didn't start maturing until probably like 14, 15, uh, probably when I got to like high school, you know, and outside of that, I wasn't listening to nobody. Like I was going down the wrong path for real, for real. Beyond scared straight, you know, that <laughs> that was where I was headed. And uh, yeah, you know, I just started maturing through the grace of God. But yeah, your circumstances is everything. So it's not about if you're being born on the left side or the right side of the tracks, because at the end of the day, I feel like you may lack resources, true, a hundred percent true. But at the end of the day, if you have that perspective, I feel like more times than not, you're going to create that opportunity instead of wait for the opportunity to come to you. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And I know our second C is crowd and kind of started talking about that a little bit, but Corey, do you want to go into more detail about how that is something that can negatively impact us and have us fall into this lull of mediocrity yeah for sure um you know i remember talking to you today about the about the you know about having new friends and stuff like that and really being challenged at a never at at the next level um and really being around people who are even more successful than you you know i think that's important for sure but yeah being around people who would challenge you right i remember growing up my dad telling me don't let your friends choose you 
you choose your friends. Well, little Corey, man, little, little badass Corey, he wanted to be liked by everybody. You know, um, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand until I got to like college. college yeah, I probably say I probably, yeah, I didn't understand until I got to like college. And uh, I just think, you know, that's so powerful, you know, and you are your five close friends of who you hang around with, right? Uh, your network is your network. So, you know, I never wanted for me to be in a place where, you know, my, my circle influence wasn't really challenging me to help me get to the next level. So uh, the crowd, man, that's, that's the fundamentals of, you know, of life. And I think, you know, when we get to a certain place or a certain age, I think we should start restricting and having, yeah, I think we should start having more stricter access to, of who has access to us. I think, I think that, I think that's something we should definitely, definitely start being more intentional about as well. After we don't follow the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So a criticism, you want to take things with a grain of salt from within, right? The thing with criticism, as long as we're walking this earth, good or bad, we're going to be talked about. Right. And what hurts the most when it comes to criticism is our friends and our family that's close to us. Right. I like the idea of taking a pen. Right. The closer that you hold that pen to your face, you can't see its its face value. You can't even identify that it's a pen. You don't know its gifts. You can't see what the pen is really useful for. But the more that you take that pen back. Right. You gain perspective and you see the, the talents and the strengths of what that pen can do and what it's used for. So it's the same thing. You know, with those close to us, too. And I'm pretty sure I think OPS, don't you have a similarity of like growing up? I mean, for me personally, because I love my mom to death, man. And she's a great person. But uh, your parents, man, like they 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 hold that strong influence. Right. Like my mom, she'll tell me something. And I'm like, mom, like, you know, I appreciate your insight. But that's not what I want to do. Right. Like your parents and, and the people close to you would tell you what's good for you, but they don't really know what's best for you. Only you can really decide that. Yeah, I can definitely relate. And I've had conversations even in my adulthood with my parents about, you know, one thing I've learned when my parents would say no or have so many objections to things I wanted to do or things I did, it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to like block my dreams or anything like that. They just didn't know what they didn't know. And when you don't know, and I mean, that's everything, like nobody, there's not one person on this earth that knows every single thing. And so um, what my parents would do and what my family would do out of protection because they did not know was to discourage me from doing some things. And, you know, at, at the time it was extremely frustrating, but now I don't, I don't fault them for it because they just didn't know what they didn't know. And they were really just wanting to protect me and look out for me. Uh, but one thing I thought was really interesting as I reflect, some of the things that I've been the most successful at, some of the things that have been monumental to the person I've become today were things I did that my family did not want me to do. They did not approve of, you know, from joining marching band and being, you know, on the dance line and being captain for two years to the the university I went to, to the major I chose and the career I chose. Those weren't things that my family was particularly jazzed about, but those were such amazing experiences that were formative to who, the, to who I am today. So I can definitely relate to that, you know, and that's why I, I am more uh, gentle with people and their criticism 
because it's not always from a cynical place. Sometimes it really is just from that person trying to protect you, but it's up to you to know the difference. And it's up to you to ultimately know what you need for your life and understand uh, your passions and the things that you have for your life and put yourself in a position where you're actually able to to go after them. Um, so for the next sea of mediocrity, we have comparison. <sighs> family and friends, listeners of all ages, my love beans, the best place to be is running your own marathon at your own speed and not looking at where others are. The best place to be is running your own marathon at your own speed and not looking at where others are. Admiration is one thing. You admire someone who's ahead of you, who has achieved things that you want to achieve, right? Coaching is another, where you are the person who's a little bit ahead of other people and you're able to share insight and wisdom and perspective. But the danger is when you measure your progress to others. And that danger is when you allow someone else's snapshot, that point in the journey of where they're currently at, determine your worthiness, your competency, or your value. The danger is when you let someone else's snapshot determine your worthiness, your competency, or your value. Comparison is the thief of joy. I will never forget one of my dearest friends and sisters, really to me, Alicia told me this, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't measure yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to others unless you are ready to slow down or lose in your own race, because it is a distraction. It is just a distraction of your personal momentum. It is a distraction of your mental state, of just your focus and sheer vigor for what you're doing. Comparison is a thief of joy. And we're human. It happens naturally. But being on top of regulating your thought process, your thoughts, your minds, your internal voice to be able to catch it when it happens and nip it in the butt, as my mom would say, um, is so powerful. So you're not allowing that comparison to steal your joy and you're not allowing it to slow you down from what you are wanting to accomplish. As far to in uh, going back to comparison, man. I know we all can go back to the first ever episode of this whole podcast, man. OPS, I used to compare myself to her all the time, right? Like, again, she had her strengths, which were my weaknesses, and I had to go back and in, <laughs> I had to go back and take that internal break, that pause to refresh, <laughs> and really, really deep dive to say, all right, Corey, what's really wrong with you? So, yeah, again, you know, your gifts are your gifts, but you got to be uniquely you in the process of discovering what that kind of looks like for you. So, uh, going over to the last C, it's going to be complacency, right? Man, oh man, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this can, can relate, but you and complacency do not want to be mentioned in the same sentence, right? Like you want to break up with being average, right? Like I'd look at being average as like a toxic relationship I want no parts of. And that's really how you got to view it, right? But I think the biggest thing whenever it comes to being complacent is identifying and knowing when you're about to go into complacency, right? I think there's a, a lesson in that. Like, 
Can you pick up patterns? Can you notice when you're about to go into a funk before you actually get into that funk? Can you actually get out and coach yourself through it, right? Like the ruts happen in this marathon. The ruts happen all the time, whether if you're building a business or living out this great, you know, nine to five working for Uncle Sam, um, we all experience the burnout. But can you identify those burnouts before they actually occur? So uh, and complacency is, is a big one, because for me, I like to not be stagnant. And uh, I'm starting to notice for me personally, like if I get really, really stagnant or if I'm picking up on a trend of complacency occurring, I get frustrated very, very easy. Uh, so for me to know that it's like, what can I do differently today? Or what can I do that's not on my schedule? What can I do, uh, you know, different this week, right? Where I'm spicing things up and I'm staying consistent, but yeah, I'm still challenging myself where I'm not staying in this funk of, of being complacent. So I think there's power in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I thought it was very interesting how you talked about complacency as a toxic relationship. I'm going to, I'm going to think about that, marinate on that a little bit more, but that's pretty much the conversation we want to have around the five seeds of avoiding mediocrity for a pause, refresh moment. What are the things that you're applying, Corey? What did you learn about this discussion that you're going to take away? I think for me, it goes back to my crowd, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having friends, but like finding successful people who actually have fruit and what it is you want and really, really like getting around them to like challenge you. It's not so, it's not more so like what can I get from them, but it's how can I level up myself? Right? Like I forgot the saying off the top of my head, man, but like if you want to go, if you want to seat at the table, you got to create it yourself. Like you got to get to that table, right? Like there's no handouts for success. So, you know, if I'm trying to get around the right people, like I got to create something first. I got to create value for me. I got to create that that representation for me before I can go to someone else and be like, hey, like, yo, can I eat at y'all table? You know, so that crowd aspect for me is definitely one that I'm reframing in the process for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. I feel like one of my takeaways was something that you talked about, you know, also around along the lines of the crowd, but the conversation you mentioned and alluded to that we've had about our friends and thinking about, you know, being intentional about the the new friends that we're making and people who challenge us. And I think when you're, for people listening, when you're at the point where no one in your friend group is challenging you, then it's time to find new friends. Not necessarily neglect the fans that you have, but it's time to find people who continue to challenge you, who continue to push you to that next level mentally and make you uh, want to get better and improve. So that was that was one of the biggest takeaways I have. And, you know, that happens in phases of life, you know, depending on just where you're at in life at the moment. But it's something that, you know, I feel like we all go through like the whole, okay, it's time for me to get new friends, to get friends who can who can push me in this new way that I'm needing to be pushed. No, yeah, absolutely. The friend group is is definitely an essential, you know, to any amount of success that you're actually wanting to achieve. So uh, for your Get Your Life segment, OPS, you want to go ahead and uh, get us started? Oh, boy. Um, so I was reading this a little while back in my devotional book that I'm doing at the moment, but it talked about living in the present 
is a present. And one thing that really ripped me to my core when I was reading this was suffering can be the spirit's megaphone to speak to our spirit. When we become too busy, you know, too preoccupied with life, all the things, sometimes it's a way to slow us down so we can pay attention to God's voice, our inner voice. So instead of pushing through things, allowing yourself just to take that time to rest, to adhere to that voice, to adhere to God. And by taking a break from obsessing over the critical issues, the speed of life, whatever is happening, you can re-engage, invigorated with a new, better insight. No, yeah, living in the present is definitely everything. Uh, so for me, on Get Your Life segment today, one of the realest things I heard this week was don't let your attitude keep you from your anointing. Don't let your attitude keep you from your anointing. Uh, and as a high achiever, you know, it goes back to identifying your emotions and everything like that, which is great. But how can you do that when society doesn't see your vision? So what I really want to talk about is vision, right? So in order to be different, we have to see different, right? Because God doesn't care about the ability of us seeing, but he does care about how you see what, what it is that you see. So the eye of the lamp is the body, right? But if you don't have the right perspective about your life, I feel like you're going to be wasting time. The greatest season of your life is that season when no one knows you, right? I think there's a blessing in that for sure. Uh, that's the time to really work on you and find your perspective. I see everything from like, God being from the state from the skybox, right? And giving us step by step and play by play. So uh the biggest thing is executing your vision, play by play, step by step, day by day, brick by brick, right? And eventually I feel like you'll get to where you want to be. But again, it all goes back to your attitude keeping you from your anointing. Uh and it goes back to bam, again, perspective. You see that? That is that's crazy, man. Your perspective is everything, y'all. But that is today's episode of this podcast. So please, guys, do subscribe, email us questions, DM us on any social media platform. Uh, leave a review as well and do share this episode if it's brought value to you and share it with a friend. So that being said, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.